to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh eh if you are obedient you are calling the bible ala ba shake bredo sokolo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing if the light goes on it's not enough it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines No, my life will not just go on. It's not enough that you cleared. You have to be excellent. Your life, no, 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 it's, it's not enough that you feel people. And he has put all things under his side, under his side, at arm's length. Where has he put them? Somebody shout it under my growth is like a bath no matter how much you wish for it you still remain dirty until you take yourself to the bathroom and the more you wish for it the dirtier you become for as long as you are not going to the bathroom have you ever noticed that you constantly need to go to the shower if you want to bath no matter how much you try to make yourself clean or you wish to be clean no matter how much you wish to be clean if you don't go to the shower you'll be dirty and the more you wish for it as long as time is passing the next time you go to bath you realize that indeed i was made of clay because <laughs> the the color you begin to behold you will be dismayed so i think god was trying to communicate to someone that There are certain places that you need to stop being found in and there are certain places that you must consistently find yourself in. Because even if even no matter how many times you wish that you could be a better person, if you are always found in the wrong company, the more you wish you were a better person, the more you become the worst person. So what I am saying is a prophetic word. I'm talking to someone I don't know who but I'm talking to someone who needs to begin to change their circle there are some friends you need to let go of because no matter how much you wish you could be a better person as long as those people are around you you keep becoming worse you keep having fellowship with darkness koinonia with bad language koinonia with bad ideas and it begins to dampen your spirit so you find that the amount of light you are able to emit from yourself is not as strong environments matter so don't just wish you were a better person you need to act on it that is what the spirit of god is saying to you amen, amen. hallelujah somebody hallelujah. all right so this is the first midweek service we are having in the dark <laughs> and it's going to be exciting and i know Many people are not here. Many people are not here because of the love Sunday spirit. <laughs> I call it the gig spirit. You see why one of the reasons I don't like big gigs 
is that people stop paying attention to the normal church services, normal church meetings. They just want to be where it is happening. That's why they want to be. But growth does not happen in such places. One of the things that helped me develop a cogent discipleship system was because I observed certain organizations and the way they structure themselves. How come the Jehovah's Witnesses don't have big noisy gigs? But their their kingdom halls will always be full and there will always be someone going there. How come? It's because there's a place where excitement cannot take you. You have to be grounded. Whether it's bad, the grounding is they are grounding you in bad things or good things. There's something that grounding does. So if we have people that don't learn to come for smaller meetings like midweek services and Sunday services, we will have people with a gig spirit. You see that they they will even want to the way the mass choir grows during big gigs. There's a way that the mass choir grows during a big gig. They grow. The kind of spiritual kayanganimeosis or mitosis they undergo is alarming. They just expand. Then the, the moment that the thing is finished, you're having two or three people coming. Me and Pastor Mono. <laughs> and a few others. <laughs> the rest, they have got deep explanations as to why they couldn't come. There are those people who, they are armed with excuses. When you tell them, when you ask them, where were you? It's like they are waiting for it. They are so killering. The moment that you ask, well, I was parentally restricted. Before you even finish. But whilst you are doing big gigs, they will fight their parents. They will fight the devil. They will fight. It's the spirit of the gig. Uh, so last month was a month of what? An ending praise and so what did you do with your fruitfulness? How fruitful were you? What did you fruitify? Apart from fruticana. I'm sure you drank fruticana. I want to know what else you did. As for me, I wrote some songs. No, I'm going to, we are going to see if we'll clap for you when I'm done with mine. And I finished writing a book, and the first editor is even done. It's coming out very soon. Wow. I, had not, I had not managed to do that in a long time, but when the month of fruitfulness came, I had to be fruitful. So ask your neighbor, what did you fructify apart from fruticana? They shouldn't tell you it is well. They should give an account. (laughs) 
All right. So, um, make sure you do not frustrate the grace of God. Paul said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. When a, a, a month is announced, we are supposed to respond to it by putting the grace to work. Hallelujah. All right. Let's look at something. Acts chapter 16, verse 22. Can you all hear me? The Bible reads, And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. So they were not only bound by hands, they were bound by feet. And at midnight, somebody say midnight. Paul and Silas prayed. Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the Bible says, and the prisoners did what? <laughs> and the prisoners did what? The prisoners heard them. I believed. And the prisoners heard them. So it was not a praise session for in the heart. The Bible says the, the prisoners around them heard them. I'm sure some of them even said, Mupanga Chongo. But they were just like, all the more they sang, all the more made noise. Praise God. So your praises, your praises must not be for in the chest. At some point, people need to hear them. Because the Bible here tells us that the prisoners heard them. This is the power of the word of your testimony. Something needs to come out of your mouth. I was telling you that Joshua was told to meditate on the word of God day and night that it should not depart out of his mouth. The Lord Jesus Christ taught in the book of Mark chapter 11, verse 23-24. He was basically saying, uh, if, you, if, if you believe what you say, you shall have whatsoever you say. If you say to this mountain, if you say to this mountain, be thou moved and be thou cast into the ocean, and you shall not doubt whatsoever you say, you shall have whatsoever you say. So the number of says there are so many. That means a person has to learn to say something. Somebody say something. something. Say, say something. Say something. Earlier on in that scripture, we see a situation where the Lord Jesus um, cursed the fig tree. And when he cursed the fig tree, the Bible says, and the disciples heard him, which is the same thing that Paul and Silas did here. The disciples, I mean the prisoners, heard them. Remember the guys who were thrown in prison for Shishita about three nights ago, <laughs> one week ago? Yes. They told us, they began to sing praises unto God, and the other guys heard them. So we must be in sync with the scriptures. Proverbs 18.20 a, man, a, man's, a man's mouth shall be filled. A man's 
stomach shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth. 21, death and life are in the power of, his, of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. And asked with the same spirit of faith as they spoke, because they believed. Asked with the same spirit of faith, we believe, therefore we speak. So there's something consistent here. Your praises should not be in your heart. They shall be on your mouth. They must be on your lips. So this is why the Bible tells us here that at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Remember, we are saying they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word. 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 There's a deaconess who said they overcame them by the blood of their testimony and the... And the way and the word of, of of I don't know she said something about two years ago and I'm still trying to get over it. What I'm trying to communicate to you is that you need to know what the scripture says. The scripture says the word of their testimony, not the word which was on their heart. It was the one on their mouth, meaning they said something. Last last Sunday I told you in Luke chapter 10 verse 19. That as they, as they came back, okay, Luke chapter 10, it's in verse 19 that he gives them the authority. But as they came back, they began to testify of what they did with the authority that they were given. They said, Master, in your name, even the demons were subject to us. Then as they were giving that testimony, the Bible says, And the Lord Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And then he said, Behold, I give you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy, and that nothing shall by any means hurt you. So as we begin to testify, we receive an upgrade of even the graces that we receive. And that testimony can be in form of praising God. Praising God. Remember I told you about the ten lepers. The Bible says that as they went, they were healed. But one of them went back and in a loud voice began to glorify God. That means he was testifying before Jesus what God had done for him. He was testifying, praise God, look, I am fine, I'm healed. Glory to God. Oh, I'm so grateful. He fell on his face and he began to praise God. And the Bible says, and Jesus said, ah, but weren't there ten other men who were, who were cured? How come only this one stranger has come back to give glory to God? And then Jesus did not end there. He said, go, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Others were healed. Him, he was made whole because he went back to give glory to God. So everybody who does not learn to give a word of their testimony and learn to praise God after God does something for them or before God does something for them, there is a wholeness that they miss out on. There's a wholeness that is only accessible in praising God. There's a wholeness that is only accessible in praising God. And I told you that there is warfare that is present in praising God. The Bible says here they were in chains. Now, we can take this and look at it metaphorically. They were in chains. They were in chains. They were bound in their feet and they were bound on their hands. And the Bible says at midnight, that means at the worst time, 
at the worst time possible. They began to give praises to God at the worst time possible. Listen, we've been looking at weapons of warfare. So I'm trying to teach this as a weapon of warfare. I said, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, it doesn't say the weapon of our warfare. It says the weapons. That means they are many. They are many. So this is, I'm still trying to emphasize this thing. Many of you think it's all about just giving seeds, all about just fasting and pulling down. Those are part of the weapons. But there are many others which are just as effective that you need to learn. The reason you look down on them is because sometimes even when you're pulling down, you do it in the flesh, you feel like because you have said, oh, then it's falling. <laughs> but the power is not in the screaming. It is in the spiritual substance that is released with the faith attached to it. The correctness of your belief. So it is not just in the fall where the power is. You can imagine the sons of Sceva. They went with all their strength and said, In the name of Jesus, Umpo preachers, come out. And some, of the, <laughs> and some of the demons that had not yet learned to do due diligence, they gave heed and they left because of how the voice was going. But they found some demons which were uneducated. All they knew was accommodation is difficult if we lose this boat. So they decided to do due diligence. And they found that, no, 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 no. They were doing it by power and by might. These guys don't even have a relationship with the same Jesus. We know Paul. We know that guy. But even the same Jesus, but you, who are you? Then they said, we can explain. And then the next thing we know is that the Bible says, and the demon leaped on them and undressed them. I don't know how it happened because there were seven men. But one man with an evil spirit undressed them. I don't know if it was an undressing session. Start coming one by one. You undress. Don't go jump there. You undress. And the Bible basically says there was kafafa. So what I'm trying to communicate to you is that you need to know all the weapons of warfare. It's not just in there shouting. So the Bible says at midnight, I'm giving you a weapon of warfare. It says at midnight. And it was not just at midnight. They were shackled. They were chained. Some people have been spiritually chained. And they are having a midnight of their life because there are powers of darkness, forces that take away light, that have come to inhabit your environment, maybe your family. Maybe they've come into the situation. So you are having a midnight and you are chained. One of the ways to overcome a spirit of depression to do away with the spirit of heaviness is to learn to give praise. When you begin to give praises, even if you don't feel like doing it, something begins happening to your spirit. And let me tell you, you may begin doing it in the flesh. Sometimes you begin doing it in the flesh, but every act of faith begins in the flesh. Because faith is a doing word. That means you have to take your hand, you have to open your mouth. So it may look like you are doing it in the flesh when starting, but that is just a way of gaining momentum. When you do that, you begin to ascend spiritually. And then you begin to hit a note that just breaks open the weapon to come and deal with your situation. So you have, even if you are feeling pain, you begin saying, Father, I thank you. When you do that, sometimes maybe even your throat does crack. <laughs> But just do it in a low note. Praise God. I give you the glory, O oh Father, in the name of Jesus. Uh, uh, 
He is greater than it. But I'm showing you a weapon that many people do not pay attention to. The Bible says at midnight they prayed. But not only did they pray, the Bible says they sang praises. They sang praises. There are two ways of praising God. You can say praises, but you can also sing praises. Now, it doesn't matter your voice sounds like you just borrowed. God doesn't care. What God cares is the tune of your heart. I remember as a little kid, one time, I've been singing from a young age. My mother was, I don't know if she was screaming a song in the bathroom. And I, I was like, let me go correct this woman. That's not how you sing this song. And for one of the first times in my life, as I was going to the, through the passage, angry to correct my mother, I heard the voice of God. And the voice of God said, And I folded my tail and went back where I came from. Praise God. So, the Lord, wasn't there any other nice day he would have spoken to me? But anyway, those are my personal issues. I'm just saying that God told me that it doesn't matter how my mother was singing. What mattered was that she was singing to him and he was receiving the praises. So don't you say, I don't have the voice. You have the voice. You can either sing praises or you can give praises to God. Hallelujah. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Say it again. Say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. Now, the Bible doesn't say Paul and Silas' bands. The Bible says everyone. That means your praises do not just affect you. You see, there's something that a spiritual act does. Spiritual acts have got tendencies to affect more than the person who is projecting them. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 12 that through one man's sin, through one man's offense, sin entered, not that one man, sin entered the world. So that everybody who was born from Adam did not have to sin. They became a sinner by being born because he already did the practical part for them. So then they just inherit it. In the same way, we who believe in Jesus don't have to die on the cross because of the act he did. The theological word is substitutionary death. That means when he died on the cross, we died in him and with him. When he went to hell, we went with him. And when he resurrected, we resurrected with him. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what I'm sharing with you is very serious. It's very serious. It's one of those things you give, you give attention to. It will make a difference in your life. It will make a difference in your life. It will, listen, the Bible says at midnight, that means you are tired, you've been beaten, because the Bible says they were beaten. They were not only shackled, they were beaten, their adults, maybe with their nieces were watching, their mentees were watching. Imagine you are beaten, your crush is watching. So, for the sake of the gospel, you are embarrassed. They, then they put, in other words, not only are they beating the flesh, they are crushing the spirit. They are crushing the soul. 
and then they throw you in the cell. And in the cell, they just don't throw you there. They shackle you both on your feet and on your hands. You are tired. Then at midnight, you begin giving praises to God. Either you are crazy or there's something you know they don't know. Or maybe both. Because sometimes you need to be crazy to do some of these things. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. The Bible says at midnight they began to sing praises. And the prisoners heard them. That means it was noisy. Sometimes it's the only way. And then something, there was a reaction. The Bible says the earth, there was a great earthquake. Not an earthquake, a great one. Praises do not just attract earthquakes, but great earthquakes. Meaning, when God begins answering by praise, something shakes. And then everyone else who needs to be affected is affected. Not just. So some people may not know that you are doing this for them as you are praising God. Iwopanga chongo. Tell them that when the money enters, give me half of your money. Because what you are doing is also for their benefit. Because sometimes praise is like trying to get a baby to drink medicine and it's bitter. They'll drink as if they are doing you a favor. So I'm trying to show you what some of the things you can do to give praises to God. Isn't it interesting when you read, we read the Bible? In the book of Job chapter 1 verse 20, the Bible says, that this is after the, everything now just became you know, hell broke loose. The devil was handling his project effectively. Things had begun to happen. And the Bible says, then Job arose, Job chapter 1 verse 20, Job chapter 1 verse 20, the Bible says, then Job arose and tore his clothes. Or I'm trying to not read the KJV, but I'm reading it. It says, then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. and worshipped and said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the... That's a man of praise. That's a midnight time. That's a man who shackled and has been beaten. But he learned something we don't know. Remember last time I, I showed you Daniel chapter 6, that when he learned that a decree had been made against him, he went home and three times he faced Jerusalem and he prayed and he gave thanks Oh, there's something about giving thanks that we need to know. Yeah. And you see, the Lord is emphasizing this. He's emphasizing this. You need to put this word in the midst of your heart. You need to hide it in the depths of your spirit. Because when I teach it to you and you believe it, when the time comes, it will be so bleak. It will be so dark. But if this word has, has arrested your heart, it will tell you what to do. It will guide you because the Bible says your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That means it guides you. The word has got a tendency to dictate what you should do. But it must be in you first. Even the leading of the spirit is dependent on the word that's in your spirit. Because the Lord Jesus Christ said, I have so much to tell you, but you cannot handle it. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will bring to your remembrance the things that you hear me say. That means if you were not present when Jesus was talking, the Holy Spirit will have nothing to bring to your memory. So as the word is in your spirit and you are receiving it and you are believing what I'm telling you, when your midnight hour comes, this day will pop up. This day will pop up and the way I'm talking to you, you remember it. 
and when you remember it, your heart, it's, it's a, the word is a guiding light. It's a guiding force. It's a strong impression. It insists. And then because it's in your heart, he says, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you, Psalm 119. He says, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not error. And then he was saying the other time, he said, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have learned to keep your word. So when you keep your word, there's no room for error. Error is not just in sin. Sometimes it's in complaining when you're supposed to be giving praises. But why you are not giving praises is because when Jesus was talking, you were not there. Now Jesus is talking to you. So the Holy Spirit does not have what to bring to your memory. Somebody say, praise God. Praise God. I'm, I'm teaching you how to be victorious. Look at this. This guy learned something. The Bible says, Job arose and rent his mantle. That means he tore his clothes. He shaved his head and fell down upon the ground. Uh, he didn't say, my enough. No. 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 The Bible says, cursed is the man whose strength and faith is in the arm of flesh. He shall not see when good comes. When you are so disappointed by men because you trusted them. Even when God begins to do a good thing, you will, not, you will say, oh, men are dogs. When God brings the right man, he will just look like woof, woof. Why? Why? Because the one you trusted the most disappointed you. You see, there are, let me tell you, let me, say, let me just take a short side step here. There are, some, there are some men and women who find themselves in a relationship dilemma. They find themselves in a, a, a relationship midnight. And what happens to them is, if you've dated someone for very long, Or maybe what your plan was, this, me, there will be no mistake. This one, the moment I'm, the last bus stop. <laughs> the moment I date for me, that's the one I'll marry. The moment that person now says, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> you are a good person, but I need to put my life in order. I feel like I'm going to be toxic. Can you listen to me? I feel like I'm going to be toxic. The moment that happens, you fight for this relationship. The man says, there's no physics, kangani chemistry. The only thing that's there is mathematics. There's nothing. You find that these people, it's like in their head, you were married to this person. So the, they were like the perfect match made in heaven for you. So the moment the person leaves, two things can happen. Either all men and women are dogs. So even when God now is bringing the correct person, you'll be seeing a dog. Because your strength was in the arm of flesh. That was the first issue. Instead of trusting God and say, okay, you're gone, it means better days are coming. Then other people now, they... they they have a dating sickness because they never found someone as perfect as her. So you find they will start talking to this girl. They are excited. It's like, it's like, 
They are confused. They are confused. They start moving from person to person, from person to person. Heal first. Relax, Chivesa. They, they are just moving from person to person to person to person. They, they are, listen, I need to help some of you. They find themselves in this relationship quite mad. Where they feel like they can get, they have not, they have, they moved on from the person they were dating, but they have not healed and they have not dealt with the issue. They've not talked to someone. So every time someone comes, they are saying, ah, no, I don't want to talk about it because it has become an idol. You don't touch it. <laughs> so you find these are people who, if it's ladies, they are always happy when someone talks to them. Someone, And then two days later, they are not interested. Then the next person, two days later, they are not interested. You need to relax. You need to relax. Cursed is a man whose trust is in the arm of flesh. You are in a relationship midnight. What you do is you begin to bless the Lord and receive your healing. You can be sick emotionally. And it's important to accept that you are not okay. Because you cannot be healed from a sickness you do not acknowledge. The Bible says when Job arose, he tore his clothes, he shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, blessed be the name of the Lord. In his midnight hour, he began to bless the Lord. In his midnight hour, he began to sing praises. You see, him he was not singing, he was saying praises. Because the Bible says, he said, he said. He said, those other guys sang. I told you you can either say praises or you can sing praises. You may not have a beautiful voice like our mass choir here, but you have a beautiful voice in your own right. You can say praises. Hallelujah. I'm trying to teach you how to behave during a midnight situation. Now, I want you to look at another scripture. Joshua chapter 16. It's very consistent in the word of God. Joshua chapter 16. Verse 20, chapter 16, verse 16 rather. The Bible says, and it came, okay, let me do this. Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. Listen to me, I'm going to read. Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. The Bible reads, Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. That means they were afraid of the children of Israel so much that they built a very strong war fence. None, in fact, no one went in and no one came in. The Lord said to Joshua, look, I have given it into your hands. I've given, I have given into thine hand, Jericho. It doesn't matter how close the system is. Sometimes God can give you something and yet it's not in your physical hands, but God has given it to you. And the Bible says, I've given it into thy, into thy hand. And the king thereof and the mighty men, you shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days, and seven priests shall, shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns, and the seventh day uh, you shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall bow with the trumpets. He was giving them a strategy, a military strategy of victory, but this was not complete until the next thing I'm going to tell you, and, and it says, and it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, blow your trumpet, When he tells them, 
a long blast with the, with the ram's horn. Listen, and you shall hear the sound of the trumpet. All the people, when they hear, you see, when we are doing that, we know exactly what we are doing. I remember there was one time when I watched a video of some people who are spiritists and they were burying someone and they went around the graveyard and they wore these gowns and someone took a video of them and they were dancing, dancing, dancing and they would throw sand, sand and they would be dancing, dancing on the, on the, on the, on the grave ridge you know, Paluputa, they would be dancing, dancing and they would be doing those things and this person was laughing and said, ah, our sure religion, look at what it has done I said, no, 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 these people know exactly what they are doing it may look stupid to you because you're seeing it with your physical eye. But these guys, if you knew who they are and what would begin happening to this family afterwards, you'd quickly stop them. Because these guys know exactly what they're doing. There's no mistake. Don't. You are the one. You are the one who doesn't know what you are doing. Soon you will start seeing what will begin happening in this family where this guy died. Just give it a month. Give it a month. Give it a month. Something happens. Something is going to happen. They know exactly what they are, do- they are doing. So in the same way, when we say, I know, outside, we may look like we don't know what we are doing. Sometimes even to you, you may look like you don't know what you are doing. But the Bible says, as they began to sing praises, the Bible says, God went down to then, you see, listen, there are times when God is going to give you strategy. Yeah. And he tells you, go around, do this, do this. But there are times when, this is one of those times when God fights your battle. Because the Bible says, as they began to sing praises, as they began to do it, Someone just went there and began to say, okay, shake, shake, shake the foundations. Wow. <laughs> Shaking the foundations of the prison, meaning you are not just dealing with the symptom. <laughs> you are dealing with the thing that causes the symptom. <laughs> when a person has got an underlying condition, sometimes you may look at the symptom or the manifestation, which and manifestations are many. If the person has got a very low immune system, very low immune system, sometimes you find they easily have a flu. So you could be treating the flu, but the moment that flu is gone, just give it a month. A bigger one will come. A bigger flu will come. So, what the power of praise does is that it does not only deal with the symptom, it shakes the foundation of the symptom. That's what a, a praise session does. <laughs> That's why a church that praises is a strong church. Oh, yes. A church that praises is an overcoming ministry. They cannot be put quiet. 
Look at that, verse 5. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout. <laughs> I want, I'm going to count up to three. You shout. You see, this is this is why when you get married, because she one time you'll be going through a challenge, and then you go. The next thing you realize is that you are in chains. Midnight by bay. Because now the bear will say, this thing has brought psychological distress. So you need to marry someone who's been cultured like this. So that you in a bedroom, you sitting in a bedroom, at least, not at our anymore issue. Uh uh. You say, Abili. They are shlu, both of them. Look at that. Oh my goodness, Lord. Verse 16. And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priest blew. With the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. So, are you saying that this is, this, this is, this is. explain something to you. There's a dimension, there are about six dimensions of the word of God. There's a dimension of the word of God called prophecy, which has got sub-dimensions in it. So the word of God exists in a dimension called prophecy. That means it is, it is predestined. It is pre-planned. It is pre Chitich. 
Uh-huh. It is predetermined. When the Bible says he knows the end from the beginning. So there is giving of testimonies and praises to God is in a dimension of the word of God called the, the predetermined word of God. It is predetermined. That means no matter what happens, as long as it is done, it is going to bring a result. It's like it is predetermined that one plus one is two. There are dimensions of the word of God which are dependent. But there are some dimensions which are preset. So this is why the Bible will tell you that give thanks in all things. Because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. So when the Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Notice it doesn't say they will overcome him. If it says they will overcome him, it means that they may not because we are speaking to a future which has not has happened. So if in the past you are told, we are speaking of the future as something that already pre-occurred. We are told they overcame him, yet you have not gone there. But you are being told as you go there, you overcame. So they are looking at your future as if it was a past. So when you begin to give a testimony, you are in the dimension of the word of God, which is a predetermined prophetic dimension. So when, when you begin to give praises, look at us. It came, it says, and it came to pass. And then everything begins to explain itself. It's a guarantee when we begin to praise God and we begin to shout for joy to him. It is predetermined victory that we are experiencing. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, the Bible says, praise be to God who always, see, but there's praise that's preceding that. It says, praise be to God who always leads us in triumph through Christ Jesus and through us he makes known, he diffuses, the Bible says, the knowledge of God. Shout, yes! Yes! Look at that. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet and it came to pass. When the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouting, shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. It, did, it didn't fall. See, the wall was very strong. The architectural design was done with so much, so much integrity, the, the uh, architectural engineers, engineers would say. So it didn't just fall. The Bible says it fell flat. That means it was an 180 degree fall. That is supernatural. Imagine that. A great city begins to fall and it doesn't fall, some stones are standing. Everything was on a 180 degree plane. Somebody say that's supernatural. That's supernatural. Yeah. The wall fell flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Hallelujah. Somebody say they took the city. They took the city. I remember listening to a story. This is this is this is Jericho. A Jericho might also represent a midnight in someone's life. Are you following me? Yes, Sometimes it's a let's praise God over this issue. I remember reading a story of and suddenly their 13-year-old son had a brain tumor. And and the doctor said this one, he cannot make it. 
So, what they did, him and his wife, is that they began to praise God. They began to praise God. Lord, we thank you. We give you the glory. We give you praise. Lord, we thank you. Don't worry, even if you cry, continue. Hallelujah. Praise God. You are great and great to be praised. And suddenly the doctor came out and says, Ah, we decided to do a certain operation. It looks like it's going to be fine. But the scar where we removed the bone, if he ever survives, it will never go. They continued praising God and standing in faith. But their main thing was that they were praising God. Six months later, the child was okay. He was normal. Look at the time I've told you. It's a lot. But they were standing in faith and they were praising God. From the way to go, they were standing in faith and praising God. And when they went to check the scalp, the doctor was shocked because it had grown back. The bone had grown back. And then that child, when he went to school, he wanted to start playing American football. They were saying, you don't have a strong scalp. So they went to the doctor. The doctor said, let him play. And he started playing. Look what praise can do. Look what praise can do in your life. But imagine the amount of faith you need to praise the Lord in faith. That's what the Bible says. When, they, when, they, when men are cast down, he shall say there's a lifting up. So when everyone is saying the dollar is bad, he shall be saying praise. conclude. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let me show you some of the scriptures you can just open. I'm going to show you one. Psalm 136 verse 1 to 9. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord of gods for his mercy endureth forever. It's like you are singing a song to yourself. You give you receive. I will like Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is <clears throat> good, for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 2. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endures forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endures forever. Verse 7. To him that made great lights. You see, you are lost in the power of God as you praise him. You are just lost. You are just lost. You have forgotten your problem. You are just lost. 
You can imagine these are some of the things that they were doing when they poor and Silas. The sun to rule by day, for his mercy endures forever. The moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endures forever. I'm going to verse 10. The Bible says, to him that smote Egypt. That means you can begin also recounting your testimonies, your walk with God. To him that made me pass grade 7 when I didn't know what I was writing. For his mercy endures forever. To the one who made sure that I finished school when there were no school fees. His glory is so great. To the one who led me to the house of the faith church and I got saved. He is greater than my problem. To the God who made sure I did not marry that wrong guy. His mercy endures forever. Then when you do this kapat, you do like a bit of... Sit down. Listen to this. So these people, them, I'm not saying you can quote these exact ones. Go back to your personal walk with God. Look at them. They are using their own. You can begin with them. But remember what the Lord has done for you. Keep those testimonies and begin to testify in thanksgiving before God. With a, it says, and brought out Israel from among them for his mercy endureth forever. With a strong hand, with a stretched out arm, for his mercy endures forever. To him which divided the Red Sea into parts, for his mercy endures forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endures forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his whole into the Red Sea for his mercy endures for you don't even have to be creative just say the same thing over and over again <laughs> Woo! glory glory to God oh my goodness it never gets better than this it never get, and I told you the moment you begin reading the book of Psalms you are gone because you find scripture Upon scripture, Psalm 107, verse 21. All oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works. So just begin looking at everything that God has done. You see, this is why me, me, I'm strict when it comes to praise. Even the songs I sing are the same. So you need to give me a song that is a praiseful song. Because I know what the word of God says. So if you are, there are some songs. If you start, there are some songs that you will feel nice in the flesh, but they will have no impact in the spirit, and your life will not change. Because the, the, sometimes, because the body of Christ is not strict with what the Bible teaches, we have to be in sync with the Word of God. If we are going to sing praises, let's not complain. How is that a praise session? That's a jealous session of Lord, why them not me? Are you listening to me? Yeah. Beu satana. Are you listening to me? Yeah. You can sing another song. <laughs> Yeah, then you start the testimony. Say. Testimonies. Then say, Ay, 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 ay
conclude. So, see, we are again, God said, this is a month of unending praise. Sunday that I'm not done with these things. Even now, even when I'm I'm back, I'm not done. We will go into the intricacies. We will open up praise and testimony until you have no excuse. Hallelujah. I want us to begin saying praises to God. Praise the Lord. Shut up, 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 Shut up,